Welcome to the DevOps Mastery Podcast. We're here to get you from where you are today to being a DevOps master by helping you cut the learning curve down into manageable pieces. So without any further delay, let's get going. Now, where did I put that machete? Hey, Jason, guess what time it is? It's time for us to play together. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no. In a computerized kind of tech world of making Oh my Legos gosh, I'm glad I'm dinosaurs. 15 miles away from you. Way, yeah. 15.3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you know what we're going to talk about this week? Uh, not until you tell me. We're going to talk about... <laughs> Not like you didn't read the articles. Um, we're going to talk about the fact, uh, not about the fact, but we're going to talk about how to communicate what scripts are there and what they do. And all some of, of my, not all of them, just okay. the ones that your company is writing, just okay. communicating about what's available, basically. Um, I have some very strong opinions, and um, I think you're going to be surprised with my answer. Well, not really. You're somewhat surprised. Me? I really don't think there's a solution. I've known you a long time. I'm going to be surprised. Maybe. Okay. Let's do it. But hey, wait. Before we do it, let's remind everybody that that they need to send us feedback. Because our topic today was a suggestion from Bob in Minneapolis. And he sent me this one. And he said, I don't know how to handle this. And I said, I will write an article about it. Which I did. And if you have one, you can send me feedback at devopsmastery.com. And I will definitely... Address it in a future podcast. Obviously, can't say the next one because we record these in groups, which we have one lovely viewer slash listener who's watching us right now and laughing their butts off at us, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want to send us a full email, then you can just tweet at us at DevOps Master and tell us how awesome we are. You can go over to the iTunes. This would really, 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 really help. Go over to the iTunes and review us and... Um, Give us, you know, five stars. And if you give us five stars, we will mention your actual name on the next time we record podcasts. So don't be upset if it's not the next podcast because, you know, we group them. Jason and I record in sets. So um, so it might be a few before you actually hear your name. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to be presenting how to start DevOps practice at your business at Ohio Linux Fest, Jason. I know. October 25th. Yes. Columbus, Ohio. Five bucks to get in. It's only five bucks, people. How many conferences can you go to for five bucks? I mean, DevOps Days in Pittsburgh was a a cheap conference, and it was 200 You can't even get a good pizza at that price. You might be able to get a slice. slice. Who sells slices anymore besides, like, bars? Where else do you get pizza? Well, food chains. Anyway. All right, let's move on. Um, So Bob from Minneapolis gave us a whole bunch of great feedback, and he had a couple of questions for us. In this post, I'm going to address just the first one, and that's uh, tackling communications and communicating about what scripts are available and, more importantly, what they do. Um, Because I have spent more than a few days looking at scripts going, wow, I know somebody has to have written a script that does blah, and, yeah, I can't find it. Um, I, I spend a lot of my time as a consultant writing documentation. I've been told I'm pretty good at it. Yes. Um, by most of my customers. My documentation is is good. It's very anal. It's very detailed. Um, and I do that for myself as much as I do it for everybody else because I want to be able to look at my scripts in six months and remember what the heck I was thinking when I wrote this and why didn't I do it a better way because I will have in almost every time found a better way to write it six months later and um, that kind of stuff. 
But the thing is, is at most of the sites that I work with, I'm pretty sure, although I cannot confirm this, yeah. the work that I've done to create the documentation is lost before my foot hits the door on the last day, like hit through the door. Yeah, yeah. I often get emails six months later, hey, do you still have that documentation? Which I do. I send it to him. That's because you're a good organized uh, human being, but how could they lose it? Um, they forget to put it where they're supposed to put it most often. You know, we're supposed to put it in this share and, and all that stuff. So um, I'm going to go back and, and do what my team and I worked through when I was a tech lead. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that we tried when I was a tech lead. And these weren't my ideas. Um, I'm just talking about them. So my we're team time was, we're time traveling back a little bit. Okay. Um, to be totally honest, every solution I've seen is hit or miss. If the team isn't committed to doing it, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter what the solution is. You could come up with the perfect solution. If they don't want to do it, or if they're not going to hold each other accountable to doing it, I guess is the thing. It's not if they don't want to do it, because they always want to do it. It's if they're not holding each other accountable to getting it done. And if they're not being given the time to get it done, then it doesn't get done. So like one of my friends said, there's um, there's hardware, there's software, and there's wetware. Wetware is the people. And you know, let's face it, we as wetware are the most difficult to communicate with. You know, with hardware, it wants power and bits to process. The software wants data and other inputs. But humans, a.k.a. wetware, all want something different. Every person wants something different. They want the documentation a different way. They want it in a different place or in a different whatever. Um, in essence, I'm saying that because you just you can't solve that problem, right? Right. Have you ever found a way to solve that problem? Not yet. Tried. Yeah, tried. It, it just doesn't can't make all the people happy all the time. So it's unsolvable, so let's just move on. There is no perfect solution. These are some solutions that seem to work okay most of the time. I will say there is one solution that absolutely never works, and it, it's the one solution that every company seems to want to try. Actually, they don't want to try. They seem to want to mandate. And that's putting all their work onto a network file share. So we have a network file share out there. We're going to put all of our documentation in it. And Why that it doesn't work for a couple of reasons. First, you end up with a bunch of Word documents or text documents. And it's been my experience that that's where documentation goes to die because <laughs> people don't update it. There's really no way to automatically version control a file store unless you're using some network tool to store the files. Yeah. And you're never going to find a refer to previous comments. You're never going to find a structure everybody will agree on. That's and true. unless you ingest the the documents themselves, unless you invest in a tool that will take the documents from the file share and put them into a database, they're basically unsearchable. No matter what Microsoft tells you, no matter, well, unless you're using the Microsoft tools that actually ingest them into a database, um, but the default search capabilities just don't work on, on any operating system that I've seen. Um, and if they do, if you're looking for something generic, it's really hard to find because that generic word might come up in a whole bunch of different contexts and it, and it makes it hard to find. Cause let's face it, it's not Google doing the algorithm for this. It's, it's somebody else. So since there's really no way that you can find the documents that you're looking for easily and the structure may or may not be what you like, then it just becomes a thing that we do because management says we have to do it and not because it's actually all that useful. That's not good. So that's why the only one I say never works is network file shares. I would never do a network file share and call that my documentation structure or capabilities. One of the ideas that I've seen that has worked and worked relatively well in most in most environments is a wiki of some type. 
Um, wikis tend to work well because they have a lot of the things I just said that file shares don't. They tend to be searchable. They definitely track versions. That's kind of a point of a wiki. They still have a st structure issue. You have to get everybody to agree how the structure of the wiki is going to be laid out. But because everybody doesn't have to necessarily agree because it's got that search capability built in, it tends to make it less of a problem. Um, you still have that searchability issue because remember, it's not Google. Um, it's the search engine of your wiki is key. It's a lot more key than people, I think, give it credit for because when you don't all agree on the structure or if you've migrated between a couple of different structures, documents can get sort of lost and the search capability is the easiest way to find it. Um, one of the notes I made in the blog post about this was, you know, if Google has taught us nothing, it's that we don't have to care about how things are stored in a, if a great database or in a great database, as long as you can search it. Because the whole internet, as far as from a Google perspective, the whole internet looks like one big database to them. And they just index and search everything. So with that all being said, the structure is probably less of an issue with the wiki. And it generally may or may not work. I mean, I'm sorry, it generally will work for most groups. Now everybody has a learning curve to it. There will be restrictions on which one you choose and how you choose it. There are a whole lot of options out there from actual, just like Wikipedia. Um, there's a, the underlying technology is Wikimedia. And uh, that's the company. That's cute. Yeah. And so the, the Wikipedia software that you see, you can actually install locally and run your own Wikipedia for, for doing this. There are uh, all kinds of solutions in between down to a single page JavaScript solution, which uh, I think it's your last job you were using. I, at least I sent you guys up with one. Yeah. And um, you can just easily edit that page, throw in the stuff that you want, save it, and it's editable, it's, it's there, but only one person can edit at a time, only one person can update at a time. So yeah, the single page solution works for small companies, but not really anything larger than a like five or 10 person job. But remember, it's still not perfect. Everybody has to know how to put it in, how to put documents in. There's a little learning curve to it, but it's still a good solution. My next choice, huh? I'll take your word for it. Yeah. My next solution sounds like I'm actually choosing a file share because it's a version control system like Git. But it's not just Git. You have to kind of combine it with something like GitLabs or GitLit or GitHub, um, public or private, on the GitHub. Um, and you basically take this tool, you ingest the documents into them. It gives you version control. It gives you a structure. You can keep stuff together. Um, you can keep the code with the doc or the documentation with the code, which kind of makes that a little bit easier to, to remember to update the documentation when you update the code because it's all there together. You don't have to go to a wiki and remember to go to the wiki to update the document. So that gives you some benefits there. Um, it still has the structure issues. I haven't found a solution for the structure issues. Um, it still has structure issues because you have to get everybody to agree to the structure and how it works. And um, if you're using something like GitHub, GitLabs, or GitBlit, they do generally index all the files that are in the, the repositories. So you can do searching across them. So you have that searching capability, you have version control. So it's got some of those same features. It's just not as necessarily user friendly um, because most of those solutions require you to write in a, a quick hypertext type language called Markdown. And Markdown is just a very slimmed down set of HTML, but it doesn't look like HTML. But it's real simple to pick up and write. I do most of my show notes for Linux installed with it. The next solution that I've tried 
and uh, we didn't have much success with, but it could have been our team. Actually, I think we all kind of felt it was more our team than it was the tool itself. We used a knowledge base or content management like system, um, which we created content or knowledge areas based on the software that we were doing. And then we put that in there, put the documentation into those forms that way. Um, this is close to a wiki is what I'm trying to describe, but generally these tools, these knowledge-based tools or even general content management tools have some pretty strict rules. They want you to have a good taxonomy about the documentation. Mm -hmm. So you need to know what's going to go where. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, um, because you have to have the taxonomy, it can get really frustrating for people to figure out where exactly they were supposed to put the documents. Documents tend to get misfiled, and it's hard to come up with a good taxonomy when you don't know what you're going to write next month, right? There's new stuff coming up all the time. It makes it harder to use. Now, if I was providing something to a customer, this might be a better solution because I could lock it down, which with Wiki, the whole concept is that everybody can edit it. So with this type of solution, you could definitely publish out, vet the documentation or have somebody vet it, and then publish out the documentation. Um, it's useful in the beginning, but it can get really difficult to maintain over the long haul. So just keep that in mind as you're starting to build it out and what your actual uses are. Makes sense. Um, let's see. And just kind of to wrap this all up, what seems to work best in most of the environments I've seen is a wiki. Second best is the version control system because you're keeping the code and the, and the documentation all in the same place. Now, refer back to the previous versions or, or you know previous talks that we've had. You still need to be able to communicate out what tools are available. So version control systems and wikis can both be very good at that because you can surface up things that are relevant. Um, most wikis will let you create home pages and then you could modify the home page for some new tool that everybody's written. Um, some wikis will actually integrate with version control systems so you can get the best of both worlds. I generally suggest putting things like procedures and policy items into a wiki so they're accessible by everyone. And I've come up with a recently with a hybrid concept. So I put the the procedure process policy items in a wiki and then everything that is related to installing and running the code into the code database with, or into the, I'm sorry, the version control system and those tools so that you kind of keep the documentation about how to run the command in that place and the more high level documents you keep in the wiki. Um, but that's all up to you. And like I said, some of them, some of the wikis will actually integrate with Git repositories, which makes your life a whole lot easier. That's for sure. We like easy. We do. So really at the end of the day, the best system is the one that wins popularity, wins the popularity contest in your organization or team. If everybody in the team hates the wiki, then don't use one. If they hate the idea of storing the documentation in version control for whatever reason, logical or not, then don't use it. But make everybody agree that they have to have something better than a file share to store it in. Because the file share is not the place to store your documentation. I'm sorry. I see companies do it all the time. And version control is not taking the current document and putting dot back at the end. That's just backing it up. Hmm. Yeah, food for thought, though. This popped into my head. Um, if there's one you like... Make sure you do your research and your homework on it, because then it also is a sales job too, to get others to buy into it. So you got to make sure if you're going to present it to somebody, is it something you like? 
you need to make sure that you can explain it to the utmost detail because that also then will instill confidence in what you're trying to choose. Yes, and you need to, um, building on that, you need to, to do that same type of evaluation process. Go listen to the previous podcast where I say don't be a tool about tools. You need to do that same evaluation process for whatever tool you're going to choose to do this with, um, unless you've, you know, whatever you're going to choose. Because sometimes your sales job isn't just to your clients or customers. It's it's internally, too, especially mm-hmm. if you're in any position of leadership. I mean, you got to make sure you know what you're doing thoroughly. Yep. you got to make sure everybody's on board. So, Jason, I think that does it for this episode. What do you think? I think we could probably talk for hours upon hours upon hours, use all of our vacation days, and then we might be totally 100% finished. And everybody would be asleep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're done talking like, ta-da, and there's like skeletons out in there, and <laughs> birds chirping that are barely there, and crickets. Right. So, all right, one last time, folks. If you want to give us some feedback like Bob did from Minneapolis, then the email address is feedback at devopsmaster.com. Yay, Bob. Thanks, Bob. And devopsmaster on the Twitters. And, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm presenting at Ohio Linux Fest. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm presenting at Ohio Linux you Fest. You should be excited. That's awesome. On October 25th. I don't have any more details than that. At the time of the recording, I might get them tomorrow for all I know. Um, I doubt it though. They're going to probably wait. Do you have a time they, slot yet? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't, okay. I don't, I've done conferences actually on the other side. And so I know that, you know, we'll be lucky. I'll be happy if I get it the week before and I'll be impressed if I get it more than that. So awesome. Yeah, it's okay. You should come and enjoy the whole day, not just my presentation. Cause there's lots of good presentations in the queue. Good networking go opportunities out, too. Yeah. It's that too. Um, if you go out to ohiolinux.org, you will see the full list of everybody that is, a part of uh, the Linux Fest that's presenting. There's a lot of good presenters. Mad Dog and Mr. Mr. Linux himself is coming to present. Nice. So never want to miss a Mad Dog keynote. He's awesome. All right, Jason. All right, Brian. I think we're done. Bye, everybody. Trio. Thanks again for listening to the DevOps Mastery Podcast. We really appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to listen to what we have to say about DevOps. All of the content in this podcast is copywritten by Brian Wagner, his co-hosts and guests, and of course, DevOpsMastery.com. The music that you're hearing right now and you heard in the intro is copyrighted by Daryl Allen. And again, we look forward to hearing from you, so don't forget to send us some feedback at feedback at DevOpsMastery.com. Have a nice week, everybody.